Kia ora uh, Alex from Costas Enterprises here, and welcome to Get a Job and Get Healthy with Costas Enterprises. This podcast is going to be about uh, what to do when you're applying for a job. So before you apply for a job. Now, the full blog post that I um, have listed in regards to this particular topic will be on our website. Uh, You feel free to go there and look at any of the other resources that I've got there as well. And I will be covering some of this off as well. So what are we talking about before you're applying for a job? Well, what you need to do is first and foremost, we need to discuss some things that you need to do. So maybe it's that time of the year where you're not happy with your job or as we all know at the moment, COVID-19 is something that is quite real and quite scary and a lot of people have lost their jobs because of this. So maybe you're trying to find another job. Maybe you don't want to go back to your old job. Maybe you're already in a job and you're trying to find a better job. Whatever those situations are, the first thing you need to do is you need to start thinking more about what it is that you want to do for your job. So one of the things we want to talk about is we're going to talk about something called a master CV. Now, don't worry, we will get into that a bit deeper. Um, We'll also discuss in brief uh, a cover letter as well now if you really want to jump onto this now you can jump into my website and i have a free cover letter which i have there for you to download and use as a template Uh, the instructions are all in the cover letter so that you can uh, fill it out however you need but we're also going to cover things like what you need to do before you even create your master cv and what a master cv should effectively have in it Uh, as well as like how to prepare for jobs as well. Now, this is only the first episode in all of these. Um, We will be covering other parts in other sections. Another thing we would be talking about, as well as applying for jobs and applying for getting your CV right, your interview skills correct, your cover letters good, we'll also be talking about getting healthy. And one of the things that I currently am trying to do myself is uh, a keto diet. So we'll be discussing discussing uh, health through keto as well and how much that's changed me. So um, first things we're going to have to do is you, we've got a couple of things you need to do. First and foremost, when you're looking at jobs, think about what it is that you actually want to do. Now, if you're just wanting a job to make a quick few bucks and do whatever you need to until you get to wherever you need to go that's fine you don't have to think too much just basically think about what skills you have and what job you want to do now if you are on the other side and you actually want to get a job that you're going to stay at maybe you want to make a career of it well there's a couple of things you're going to need to think of first and I suggest just taking some time thinking long and hard what your interests are, what do you actually want to do. Maybe this is a time for you to change. Maybe you're thinking, hey, I'm not actually happy where I am um, because I'm not happy with my boss or something along those lines. Whatever it is, it's completely up to you. But I can help you create a CV, a cover letter, give you interview skills, But if you haven't taken the time to think about what it is that you actually want to do, 
it's not really going to come across when you actually apply for the job. And that includes interviews as well. So what do you need to do? Well, first and foremost, you need to do your research, okay? Now, what do I mean by doing your research? Quite simply, um, look at the job description. Ask yourself a couple of questions. Number one, can you easily identify what skills are going to be needed for this job? Can you also identify what duties are required or the expected duties for the actual job? Now, these expected duties may not be mentioned, so you'll have to look at the language a little bit and see exactly what it is that you're looking at. The next thing you've got to have to ask yourself is quite simply, do you have the skills to do the job? Now, I know that sounded a little condescending. It's not meant it. What it's meant is you have to look at yourself, look at the skills that you have and what you can bring to this particular job. Okay? And the last one is, again, it's kind of coming back in full circle, is this, something, is this job something that you're going to be actually interested in? Okay? Because if you're not interested in What's the point? You're going to be in and out and you won't be happy and you'll be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Alex, you were wrong. And I don't want that. I want you to get the job and be happy. So finally, after you've asked those questions, what are you going to do? Well, apply for the job. Okay, not exactly apply for the job, but let's see what you need to do first. First, as I said, you need to create what we call a master CV. Okay, so when you're ready to apply for the job, you're like, I really want this. If you haven't got a master CV, you need one now. You'll also need a cover letter. Now, that cover letter has to grab the attention of your audience. Now, the audience is quite simply the employer you want to hire you. Okay? Um, By doing a, a CV and a cover letter that is designed for the job, it gives the employer a glimpse of what it is that you can bring to the job. So, a master CV. Right. Let's... um, Let's break it down. Now, this is different from the CV that you're going to be using to apply for the jobs. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Well, think of it this way. If you've got a master CV with everything, so all of your skills, whatever job that you've done, whatever experience that you've got, you've done, you've got to remember you do gain skills not just from work. You gain them from volunteer work. You gain them from dealing with family. Maybe you deal with church or you deal with youth groups or anything like that. Well, you gain skills through those things as well. Those can be helpful in your CV. You also put all of your education, all of your employment, all of your references, everything all in one place. Now, when you're creating a master CV, we'll go over the basics of what it is that you need to do. So, first and foremost, your CV should be structured like so. At the very top is your name. And if you want to put curriculum vitae or CV or resume, it's completely up to you. After that, straight after that, on the right-hand side, you will have all of your contact details. Okay, This is your address, your phone number. Um, if you need to put your date of birth because the job requires an age restriction or maybe it requires a work visa to say that you're on a valid visa uh, to do the work, 
whatever. You can put that details there. It doesn't have to be too long. Uh, the next section you've got, now some people put a personal statement. Now the personal statement is uh, basically where you say, I want to do this and I would be a great asset to your job and so on and so on. Now I'll be honest, me personally, I do not have a personal statement in my CV. The reason why is quite simply, all of that sort of wafty, I'm great and this is fantastic, I'm fantastic for your job, should be in your cover letter. Because that's the first thing that the employer sees usually. So I don't have a personal statement. But some people do prefer to have a personal statement as well. And if you do, there is no judgment at all. That is completely up to you. Just make sure that you structure your personal statement to one to two sentences. Now following that, you're going to put your skills. Now when you put your skills, these are the skills that you have identified that you can do. And it can be anything. Um, I'll give you an example of some skills. Uh, these could be things like excellent communi- customer service, computer literacy skills, excellent communication skills, uh, proficient in Microsoft Office or CAD, or any other program that is required by the business, for example. You've got excellent time management skills, highly effective organizational skills, adaptability and or flexibility, cash handling slash payroll administration, able to work independently or as a team member. Uh, Maybe you've got leadership or management skills. Any of these sorts of skills that you identify with, put them in your CV, in your master CV. Now, once you've got that list of skills that covers everything and you feel like you can confidently demonstrate that, that's fine. We go to the next section. That next section is your work history. So your work history should be a chronological history of your last job going down. So what the so the first thing the employer should see is your current job, which you're doing, um, or the last job that you did. Okay, it doesn't need to be super in depth, but it would be helpful if you did have something along the lines of the name of the employer, the job that you did, your job, uh, and the time that you were there, and maybe a few duties or skills. Now, if the skills that relate to the job that you're applying for were in the job that you um, previously worked at, these should be at the top, where you you basically have a little blurb about the actual job title, and then duties include, and then any particular duties that may require, uh, or may be required in your new job that would be relevant, okay? Now, this doesn't have to be a paragraph or three, four paragraphs long, They can be simple bullet points with, I worked uh, as a cashier, I had cash handling skills. Um, I worked as front of house for a restaurant, I did customer um, uh, communication skills. Anything like that can be put into those duties included. And then you have every following job after that. Now, if you're one of these people that has had quite a few jobs, and your CV is looking, master CV is looking more like five to six pages because of all the jobs, you can cut out some of the jobs that are not relevant and just have the title and the time. So you might have something like, say for example, if you worked at McDonald's when you were 16 and you were a um, checkout supervisor at somewhere like, you know, one of the supermarkets, you would have the supermarket's name, checkout supervisor, the time you were there, and then that's it. Okay, unless you have specific skills 
that were relatable to the job that you're applying for, you can just have a title and a name if you've got a lot of jobs. If you've only ever had like four or five jobs, then write those in full, okay? You don't need to go too long. Your CV itself should be no more than two to three pages, maximum three pages, okay? That's including everything else that we discuss as well. Now, the next thing you've got is the work history. So we've talked about the work history. That's where you follow that down. After that, we've got the education, okay? So with an education, some people have education in their CV. Some people don't. It also depends on your age, how how many jobs you've had, what your education was, and whether or not the employer actually cares about it. So if the job description is saying we need to see that you've got a diploma in business computing and you've got the diploma in business computing, you put your diploma in business computing under education. Um, if you've re- uh, if you've only ever hit sort of high school or uh, college, you haven't really received a qualification apart from maybe you might have got merit or you might have got top of your top of your marks or ducks or something along those lines. You can put that in there, but realistically, most employers these days won't really care. Okay, if you've got more work experience, it's probably better to just leave education out of there unless the job itself asks for a particular uh, education qualification that you've got. Now, that said, if you are fresh out of college or you're fresh out of uni, well, obviously you won't have much work experience. So your education will become quite prominent. Okay. Now, a lot of people in this instance, they put education usually above work experience. I'm going to tell you right now, that is a mistake, okay? Keep your work experience at the top before your education because the employer wants to see if you've worked previously um, and what skills you've gained first before they go on to education. Now, after the education section, uh, some people put their hobbies or their interests, and you're more than welcome to do that. Um... I would only ever use hobbies or interests if your hobby or interest relates to the job that you're applying for. So maybe, for example, you have previously worked in office and now you want to go work as a caddy for a golfer. You had no previous experience as a caddy, um, and I don't expect this to happen very often, but if you did want to do that, it's completely up to you. If, If you love golf, then you would put that in your interests and say, I have a, 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 a true love of golf, um, I've been following it since yada 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 and so forth and give examples of why you think you would be good for that particular role. And then finally after that you've got your references. <coughs> oh sorry, pardon me. Um, so under your references, you list all of the references that you're going to uh, potentially use. Now, when you are applying for a job, please make sure that you contact your references in the first instance. Let them know that you are actually applying for a job, okay? Um, The last thing you want to do is apply for a job, the references get get, uh, called, and they don't know that you're applying for a job, and they don't give the best um, representation of you because they're not they're not aware of the skills that need to be done. So always brief your references first. Another thing you may want to think about doing is, so for your master CV, you'll have all the references. 
But when we start creating new CVs for each individual job, which we're going to talk about very shortly, you would want to change those so that your references says, please contact me for references or references available upon request as a, as a, as a common phrase. Um, and that way you get briefed when the employer wants to contact you uh, with a particular reference. And then you can brief that reference and say, hey, I've applied for this job. These are the skills they're looking for. Can you give them examples of when I demonstrated those skills? So it's really good to have a, uh, a talk with your references when you're applying for jobs. Uh, let them know what it is that you're actually applying for so that they don't give the wrong foot. Okay, And you may be great friends with your reference, um, but the last thing you need is for them to talk, about, to talk about one of the skills that you're not actually applying for within this role um, and that you actually wanted them to talk about a different one. So we just talked about creating a master CV. Now, creating separate CVs. The reason why I got you to create a master CV is quite simply when you're applying for a new job, you should be creating a CV and a cover letter directly for that job, okay? Now, some people use this as an instance to say, well, this is when my personal statement would change this particular CV. But the last thing you want is a master CV, which is five to 10 pages long because you've filled it with all of the amazing things that you're at and the employer just gets bored. If you make a CV which is uh, specific to the job that you're applying for, you're more likely to get to the interview stage, okay? Um, a way that you can do this is when you are creating your new CV, as I said before, you're going to do your research. So when you're doing your research, you look into your job description and you identify the skills being asked for that job description, okay? Now, those are both skills that you can see directly, and it might be something like must-have customer relationship skills, but there's also the ability of actual passive skills that they're asking for which they don't actually um, put in bold bulleted lists you have to learn to read between the lines okay so it's a lot easier than it sounds so while you're reading the job description you look at the duties that are being mentioned what are they asking you to do now this will usually indicate the skills that are required now let, let me give you an example so you can understand a bit better <coughs> If a job description says something similar like, uh, due to the nature of the role, you are required to engage with internal and external stakeholders to provide quality assistance and feedback. What do they actually want? Well, if we break down their sentence, they're basically asking you, um, you would be required to engage with internal and external stakeholders. That means that you'll be talking to staff, who are your internal stakeholders, and customers, your external stakeholders, to provide quality assistance and feedback. Well, that's basically helping customers with their questions and providing that information back to staff to say, hey, this is what we learned. But hang on, Alex. What, what are you actually wanting me to identify? Is a, you know, It's actually more than one skill. In this instance, there are four skills. First skill, is networking and customer relationship. Second skill is communication skills. The third skill is problem-solving skills. And the fourth skill is finally accountability. Isn't it funny how one sentence is actually four potential skills? But now that you know what you can look for, 
you can adjust your master CV into a new CV that will show these skills that you possess for that particular one. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is a cover letter. Now, as I said before, if you go to my blog, you will see I've written a cover letter template, which you're more than welcome to use. And it's got instructions on how to actually fill it in. Um, uh, Effectively, it's a copy and paste job uh, where you can put new skills and all that sort of things. But some people have this in their head that the cover letter is not important. I'm going to tell you right now, A cover letter can get you an interview by itself. Let me rewind there. Your cover letter can get you an interview by itself. Let that sink in. How, you ask? Well, with a lot of HR departments and organizations, like big organizations, these days they get hundreds, if not thousands of applications for jobs. Now, the HR departments can't look at every single CV and cover letter. So what they do is they use software. And one of the softwares that they use will look at a cover letter first. It will scan the cover letter for keywords. Now, the keywords, coincidentally, are the same as what's in your job description that you're applying for. So in your cover letter, you have to make sure that your keywords are in line with the job description. Okay, let that sink in again. It has to be in line with the job description. Now, I'm not saying about copying and pasting the same one. Okay, we're talking about adjusting your phrases and paragraphs within the cover letter to match what is being said in the job description. Once you get to the cover letter, HR will scan it, it'll go through, and you might get shortlisted from there meaning you will go straight to an interview once you've been shortlisted. All before your CV is even looked at. Now the CV will be looked at by a potential employer, but the HA department may not be your direct employer. Now this is especially true if you're applying for a large organisation or usually within government as well. HR need to create that shortlist of applicants to make the cut. Now, because you've already identified the skills and you've already put those in your cover letter, you're more likely to get past the HR wall of silence. Once you've done that, that's when your CV will go to the the employer. You see, your employer will look at both your CV and your cover letter and then call you up for a job interview. Now, we are going to cover these more in depth. So, for example, I'm going to cover what you need to do when you're prepping for an interview. We're going to talk about interviews themselves. We're going to actually even go more in depth into CVs. But for now, I hope this has helped you. Just a little bit. Even if it's got you on the mindset of wanting to change. Now, I have more blogs up on my website which cover these subjects. And we will be, starting off with, we will be covering these subjects because they are a good place to start. So, feel free to head along 
if you want, please feel free to comment. Uh, you can contact me via email. Um, I am more than happy to deal with anything, uh, any suggestions. I think they'd be really, really helpful. Um, you can contact me through Facebook. You can also contact me through Instagram. Uh, my email address is doncostas at gmail.com. That's D-O-N-C-O-S-T-A-S at gmail.com. And I have been Alex Costas. I have been enjoying this and I, I will continue to do these. Uh, please feel free if you want to share, subscribe, all those good things. And I look forward to the next one. Enjoy and good luck.